Back in 58, when Alaska was a territory, and way before the park's highway spanned Hurricane Gulch, slashed its way through Broad Pass and bridged the Susitna River, Alaskans drove the Denali Highway from Paxson to Cantwell and then on to McKinley National Park. We, like many new transplants to the territory of Alaska, desired to see all of her wonders, the park being one of them. It was a time when Denali was also for Alaskans, a time before tourism took over. During the first spring after Alaska became a state, we started planning a fall road trip to McKinley. On clear days, we could see from Anchorage the perpetually snow-capped peak of McKinley off in the distance and crave to drive and camp as close as possible to the highest mountain on this continent. The first week in September found us with our three small children winding our way over the Denali Highway in our old Plymouth. Although it was four decades ago, it was an adventure never to be forgotten. Details of the trip are vague, but what is clear is the beauty and grandeur of McKinley National Park. With tourism came buses, rules, restrictions, and even the name of McKinley changed to Denali. For some reason, Alaskans do not want to see Denali from a tour bus window and shown to them by a recent high school graduate from outside. They want to travel Denali in the family car or motorhome. Each year, the National Park Service gives Denali back to Alaskans for three days the week following the departure of the last organized tour in September. They allow a given number of private vehicles to drive the Denali Park Road and award the privilege by lottery. Lottery winners are allowed to drive the park road and soak up Denali at a pace they themselves set and see the sights of most interest to them. They're not confined to a tour bus schedule or a young guide's passion. The National Park Service even backs off many of the rules and restrictions obviously designed to control a great number of summer visitors. And they put on their best welcome to Denali smile and demeanor. It's wonderful. My wife and I were lucky and drew a drive Denali permit this September and visited the park together for the first time in four decades. Once past the short paved road to Savage River, it seemed to us like we were back on the road of 58. Not much had changed. We were reminded of our Denali trek of 58 when we again witnessed the awesome beauty of Polychrome Pass, the abundance of wildlife, and of course, the majesty of McKinley, clothed in a wispy Victoria's Secret-like cloud nightgown. We were awed again to be looking up nearly five miles from Wonder Lake to the top of McKinley, the only place in America where a person can look up for five miles and see something still attached to Mother Nature. We were allowed to begin our drive at 6 a.m. with the understanding that we must be back by midnight. At first, we rebelled at the restriction, but once on the road, it was obvious that a solid 18-hour absorbing of Denali in ideal fall weather and color was about all we could take in one sitting. By the time we returned to park headquarters, we were maxed out. We could contain no more. We had to admit, it was enough. We spent two hours witnessing a grandfather-sized moose protecting his harem of cows from six suitors who wanted to add their children to Denali's moose gene pool. But fear of the patriarch overcame their natural desires and they stayed their distance. While we watched, the young bulls practiced their fighting techniques on each other, the techniques they honed to perfection. One day, one of them will become king of the harem and the old bull will be put out to pasture. 
Other moose were spotted on hillsides and in distant meadows. A couple of caribou showed themselves and wandered away. Doll sheep, too, came to the road to view. They wandered across the river valley from a high distant peak to display their beauty beside Denali Park Road for all to see and photograph. Ptarmigan, squirrels, and other birds and mammals lost their shyness and came to be awed at and photographed. Even the heavens got into the act and changed the weather every hour so as to give the Alaskans a summer's weather rendition during their 18-hour stay in Denali. Then came the Lords of Denali. Silver-tipped grizzlies, three at a time, harvesting blueberries and anything that would add to their fat for the winter. One bear came to the front of our motorhome, looked us right in the eye. For a moment, he looked cute and cuddly, but he obviously didn't want us left with a teddy bear impression. He showed his teeth, moved his head in a menacing manner, and his whole carriage said, don't mess with me, and we didn't even think about it. Fifteen bears in all came three at a time and modeled for our cameras. When evening came and shadows fell on the valleys, we watched night settle on Denali. Our day, our Alaska day for Alaskans, was over, and we were filled to overflowing. We know that progress demands that things cannot remain as they were, that inevitably the National Park Service must increase the number of visitors to Denali. Their mission dictates the maximum number of visitors and minimum quality of their experience. But for three days, it's Denali maximum for Alaskans. Our thanks to the folks at Denali who let us wander back to 58, to the time when Denali also was for Alaskans. When you go outdoors, take a young person with you and teach them by your example what it means to be a sportsman. Behind the wheel or in the boat or on the road or in the lake, take the high trail and practice ethics of fair chase. Goodbye and good luck. May God bless you in the land of the midnight sun, and may your days be happy and long in Alaska's outdoors.